The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like, and to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again Jesus said, To what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading in St. Paul's letter to the Romans in this marvelous chapter 8. And right in the midst of this chapter, he inserts the important reality of suffering. And he does it in such a way that suffering now takes on a new meaning. It's not like the pagan world where fate ruled and suffering was seen as meaningless and could bring a person into despair. St. Paul, rather, in his other letters, and particularly here, invites us to consider that suffering conforms us more to Christ in his suffering. And it helps us to die to ourselves and to our own selfishness and to realize that we can use this reality of suffering for the greater good. We can offer our sufferings for the redemption of souls. For example, in his letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verse 24, he says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions, for the sake of his body, that is, the church. So Paul has an entirely new understanding of suffering. That's why he opens today's first reading by saying, I consider the sufferings of this present time not worth comparing to the glory about to be revealed to us. Now for sure, St. Paul doesn't forget the reality of how suffering came to be, that it was a curse as a result of the original sin of Adam and Eve in the garden. And he says that in today's first reading, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God, for the creation was subject to futility. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains. Now when he says labor pains, he uses that analogy because of what God said to Eve way back in Genesis chapter three. I will greatly multiply your pains and your groaning in pains you will bear children. But look at the context now that St. Paul is bringing this reality because pain leads to the expectation of the joy in a new birth. And that's exactly what he's saying now and he's applying it to all of creation. The new heavens and the new earth, if we cooperate with the grace that God is pouring into our souls, suffering will lead to this new creation. When we die to ourselves, surrender to the grace of God, that suffering will bring us into a new reality. And that's what he says in the concluding part of today's first reading. He brings suffering now into the reality of hope. In fact, he repeats the word hope six times in this short passage. He says, in hope, creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For in hope we were saved. 
Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? For if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And here's how Paul folds suffering into this present day that we are experiencing much suffering. The whole pandemic and all the implications surrounding it can lead a person to despair. But we who have faith and hope can bring this whole reality into a new level of sanctification as we offer our sufferings and our hope for a new creation. And we can be a part of that. In the responsorial psalm, we find, in fact, a type or prefiguring of this new heavens and a new earth. Listen carefully to what the psalmist says here. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we rejoice. Now we can take that passage and say, that's going to be the future. This new heavens and the new earth is God working now in our souls to bring about the redemption of all of creation. So the psalmist concludes, those who go out weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy carrying their sheaves. And that's how we should consider suffering. We proclaim the good news, and sometimes it's difficult, but we know in the end we will reap souls and have great joy. In today's gospel, though, Jesus says this is a process. It's like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in a garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. So like a seed that's planted, the seed has to die. It has to undergo all kinds of transformation to lay down its roots, and then the stem and the leaves, and then the fruit. That's what we're undergoing right now. It's difficult, but we know underneath it all, there's great joy because we have hope that the Lord is doing a great work in this time today, bringing about a new heavens and a new earth. And we are a central part of that. So let's rejoice and ask the Holy Spirit to keep us aware of what's going on truly and then bring that hope out into our relationships and invite others into this new creation that's beginning even now.